With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Gerald Bastard and Gilmore back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts and our radio stations worldwide. Plus, also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. Of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Catch the guy who just disappeared off screen and looks like he's going to have to reconnect. That's Ox1947. Was it because you actually were just like dining on something? Maybe you actually hit the wrong button? No? Okay. All right. We'll go ahead and check them out today, talking Lakers and also Dodgers. We made a move today to shore up the bullpen. So go ahead and check that out today at LakersBall.com. Plus, he owns Mr. Joe Soro, a company company that you need to go ahead and check out. Indeed, go ahead and check them out today at Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. You know, he's had a hard week of cruising the Catalina Islands, but also as well going ahead and taking care of lawns all over Southern California. And he does so today at Simblades. Simblades with the Y.com. Plus also as well, our good friends, Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom, Lakerholics.com. Jamie Sweet is off to Arizona. So Lakerholics Spotlight is going to be hosted by yours truly, I will be having Laker Tom on the show tomorrow back for Lakerholic Spotlight at Saturday at 1 p.m. is what we're looking at. So go ahead and check it out today at Lakerholics.com. His latest thoughts, his latest articles. We'll go ahead and go into detail on that as far as his opinions, his thoughts in recent days and weeks. So we'll go ahead and talk about that tomorrow. But go ahead and check out in advance at Lakerholics.com. Where is Joe off this weekend? Turks and Caicos, Guam, French Polynesia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if it's going to be that far it's a quite a trick for quite a weekend but i know jamie's going to be in arizona so i wish him safe travels so go ahead and check out lakerholics spotlight tomorrow 1 p.m and also lakerholics.com but also as well you can go ahead and check out john mccallion on his channel he's doing a number of streams lately he's upping the ante on the number of streams so go ahead and check out what he's talking about today at the john mccallion channel on youtube 
Plus, also, I'm trying to still see whether I can get a good time to get in the uh, uh, appearance of Stone Hansen. So I'm hoping to get Stone Hansen to come on one final time for a while. So hoping to bring him on soon, uh, whenever he can, because he said he wanted to come on and say thank you to the LFB community. So hopefully I can get him on here as soon as possible as well. But if you can go ahead and make sure you subscribe today, subscribe and hit the little Joe above the big Joe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. We went down one. We're down to 928. So we need just a few more to get that magical 1000, which is supposed to catapult us into a more serious realm in the eyes of YouTube. So go ahead and check us out today and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Did I hear correctly, Heavy Duty? Tom is on tomorrow. Yes. As of now, I have Laker Tom scheduled at 1 p.m. tomorrow for Lakerholic Spotlight. Jamie is going to be off this week, so I asked Laker Tom to go ahead if he wanted to go for old time's sake, like we used to at the early part of our years here at Lakers Fast Break to go ahead, mano y mano. So hopefully he will be able to join me tomorrow at 1 p.m. What is up with Stone? Deep Purple asks, is he okay? Well, uh, actually Stone is uh, going to take some time off. As he as was mentioned, the Upside Swings podcast with his show there, uh, he is going to take some time off and time away uh, to go and work on some other things. Uh, he does want to go ahead and jump on here one final time for a while and go ahead and thank the LFB community because he's so grateful to you out there for appreciating what he did. So hopefully I will be able to get him on in the coming days to go ahead and do just that. But it is the Lakers fast break. Devotion asks, what is Joe snacking on? You know, those Hawaiian uh, breads and then cheese. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Very detailed there. Just a lot to go went into that one. To slap the cheese right there. There you go. I love the Hawaiian bread. Absolutely. Basic, kind of basic, uh, basic food sometimes that can just fill you up quick. So we promised you out there we would go on on an early show, an earlier show, and we're doing just that. To Joshua, to Devotion, Deep Purple, Heavy Duty, all you on the East Coast that are out there that uh, always has struggle with our late shows. We're going to go ahead and do tonight for you. Again, this is for you that we're doing it for. We, we hear you. We try to go ahead and accommodate whenever our schedules allow it. And it's allowing us today to go ahead and talk about some things in the world, the NBA, and also FIBA, the World Cup. I know Sean is not here right now who really wanted to go ahead and do this show, but he's under the weather. Hopefully he said we may be able to do something later tonight, but that's up to him. I told him if he could take the weekend off, if he needs to, Rest and recuperate. Go ahead and do just that. Take as much time off as you need and come back strong. We'll be talking FIBA then as well if you want. So I will say, though, first off, Joe, did you get the news today that the NBA sent a memo out to all 30 NBA teams in regards to the actions made in regards to Damian Lillard and, you know, in his agent calling teams saying he only wants to go to Miami. He only wants to go to Miami. Well, the NBA finally put his foot down saying, you know what? Players asking to go to one particular spot is great and all, but we're going to go ahead and, you know, say, you know what? That doesn't mean it's going to happen. You need to go ahead and understand that just because you'd like to go somewhere, Joe, it unfortunately may or may not happen depending on exactly assets or whether it's a good trade. 
just because you want to go to a particular place doesn't mean you're actually be able to go there. Well, you know, we're going to come off as hypocrites here because we've had a couple of players in our time that have demanded to go to LA and we yeah. were in, in support of it. True. True. Very true. Absolutely. The issue, the issue though, is looking at it from an objective standpoint, looking at it from an, just an NBA standpoint, I'm actually uh, happy that the Adam Silver is putting his foot down. And I think, Adam Silver needs to stop catering to players. Uh, I think he's done enough catering. He, he he's he, and, and and it might have not cost him his his seat or the NBA's true reputation. Again, there's too much. Uh, there is too much NBA in our in our existence to ever think that it'll go away anywhere unless there's a catastrophic uh, end of the world type situation. Adam Silver needs to start really dropping the hammer on the players. And this is a good start. Demanding to leave, demanding to leave where you want to go, the way the trades are set up. You know, the funny thing is these large contracts are actually probably going to be the best part of keeping players home or on their current teams because they're not going to have a lot of people that are going to be able to drop 60 or $70 million uh, of contracts to, to return. Otherwise you're going to have five guys on a team. Yeah. So players, and this is something that uh, needs to be very clear. I am not against a player heavy league. Again, the NBA has always been an NBA player league. It's just that we're prisoners of the moment thinking, oh, well, it was because of this or that the last few years. No. The reason why it's always been a player's league is because there is a very little amount of players that can dictate wins and championships and money. There's five guys that play on a team. There's only so many guys that could be the Michael Jordans and the Kobe's and the Hardens and the Hakeem's and the Shaq's. It's very few, very, very, very few. That's what dominates. That's what takes precedent over anything. But there needs to be an understanding that you can't just demand to go anywhere you want and wreck teams. It's time to now reel in this, this situation and allow management and ownership to to dictate being that they've signed the contract already on where they want to go and how they want to go and if they don't get the deal that they want you sit down and do what you want and if you don't want to play then you can bounce then you can sign a little contract that says i don't want to make 60 million dollars anymore that'll never happen either which has always been the problem uh, I, I i i just think they the league did, did itself a disservice uh, and not negotiating a little bit more on this current CBA that they signed because uh, you could have maybe fixed some of these, or maybe you couldn't. I don't know, but that's just me. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We're talking the interesting decision and the interesting memo that the league sent out there today in regards to the actions of agents and players demanding to go to one specific spot and the agents telling all the other teams that he will not go anywhere else. And Joe, it's great that I guess for for let's say we're NBA players. You know, I can suggest I want to go to the Lakers. 
I can actually infer in interviews and whatnot that that, you know, I was a big Lakers fan growing up and I would love to go get the opportunity to play it sometime in my career for Lakers or uh, I think that this is just not working out with X team. So I want to go ahead and, you know, my preference is to go to Lakers, but that does not mean, or that should not, uh, you know, be, I guess, hindered upon as far as the fact that you signed a contract or I'll say I signed a contract for a number of years, like in the case of, Damian Lillard, who will be owed, what, $50, $60 million by the end of his his contract. If he's being paid a certain amount for a certain number of years, he should have to comply wherever Portland decides to send him. If Portland does not feel they like the assets being offered by Miami, they should not be uh, just uh, structured. They should not be told. They should not be forced to go ahead just to trade in Miami just because that's where he wants to go. I understand why he wants to go to Miami. There's a couple reasons why. And it's not anything other than to win. So you have Miami that's already a contender and has someone there in Jimmy Butler that would be in cahoots right with Damian Lillard in terms of focus and winning. And you also, and second, you also have management that's going to continue to uh, create talent, whether through the draft, not through the draft, just the image and the culture of the Heat culture uh, is going to make Damian Lillard feel like I have a chance at going after a championship. Now, if you replace Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, a couple other players, and then whatever the, the fillers they put in there and put in Dame Lillard. Just think about it now. Imagine Dame Lillard in, in replacement of Duncan Robinson. Because we are obviously didn't see Tyler Hero play in the finals, so we can't really use him. But put Dame Lillard on that Miami Heat team this year. Does Miami win it all? I don't know. Maybe they go seven. Maybe they go six instead of getting waxed. But definitely a better chance at winning a title. So it makes sense that he wants to go to Miami because of winning number one. And obviously number two, everybody wants to go to Miami or L.A. However, it's bad timing for Dane. And I, I feel sad in a way for him because he's been loyal to a, to a fault. And now that he wants to leave, now there's bad press around it. And to make it clear, it's not really bad press around Dame Lillard. It's the, the setup that you guys have created. And I say you guys as in the Player Association, Michelle Roberts, this is what you created because you wanted to give your guys more money. Well, by giving guys $60, $70 million, it's going to be more, much more difficult to get trades now. You, you need to sit in it now. And those are the things that I think need to be discussed publicly. These are the things that need to be out there and explain what the consequences of your greed is. Now, in this case, the greed is good. You want to get as much money for your players. That's your job. I get that. But you also have to understand the consequences of that greed. And this is it right now. James Harden is stuck. Dame Lillard is stuck, not because of some CBA provision where they can't make trades. It's because of the money they're making. There's just not enough assets to cover it without completely 
dissolving your team. And that's something that needs to be discussed. And as players, they're not going to care. Agents are not going to care. They're going to go, I want top money, and then we'll deal with whatever later. Well, if I'm Portland, if I'm, is it Cronin uh, of uh, Portland? Yeah. I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade him. There's nothing Miami has that would wet my beak. I don't care if you give me 10 swaps, 10 first-round picks. If you guys have seen the history of these lopsided trades where this team gets a bunch of draft picks, how often do those draft picks become this, wow, this thing really went our way? I don't remember any. If you want an example, look at New Orleans. They traded AD, their best player in their franchise, at least in New Orleans as a Pelican. And what did they come out with? Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, who's not even there, Lonzo Ball, who's not even there. Like, what did they get out of it? They basically traded for nothing. And the guy that they they, they got in the draft, the highest draft pick they ever got in that trade, we have him now. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's, 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 it's quite hilarious. It's quite hilarious. I was reading that memo. It's almost like a parent having to tell their children to clean their room. And here's the list, right? Shouldn't you be cleaning a room anyways? Why do I got to make a list? It's like a bunch of grown children, right? I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. I mean, it's the discussion can go further here in explaining how so much adolescence is tied to this. I'm not getting what I want. I want to leave. And I want you to tell to take me here. No, no, there needs to be. And I, I don't know. My, 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 my cynicism is going to, is, is going to veer into, they're going to, he's going to, they're going to get what they want anyways. They'll find a way. Cause what are your options? A disgruntled Dame Lillard. At some point, Cronin is going to go. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want this cancer in my team. I don't know. That's just my prediction. But there are better options for Portland as far as trade. They call. Let's say uh, I'll start off with. I. I would if I was Joe Cronin, I would have started the conversation with or calls with Philadelphia and say, "Okay, I want Tyrese Maxey. Call me back if if you want Tyrese Maxey." That, I mean, that's what I would go. That's what I would ask for. Or if you want Oklahoma City, I'd call them and I'd say, "Okay, I want draft picks. I'll take a ton of draft picks and give me some young players along with it." To me, Joe, it just seems like there's not enough that Miami has to offer. Absolutely, there's just not enough if, Miami. If you're Philly, you gotta make that trade. Yeah. The question is, what happens to James Harden? Does but they want to hold on. No, James Harden, I they would be an awful fit. Harden and they, defensively, that just is going to be absolutely putrid. So I would so, go. Yeah, ahead. you're not going to be able to do both, though. I, I would try. I would trade him for that Clippers for package. James Harden. They're going to want Maxi. I know I would. I got to get trade something him. out of this. If I get if I get Lillard, I would trade Harden for that Clippers package of Powell and and expiring contracts. I mean, it's not great, but then again, at this point, what are you getting from Harden? At, at such an advanced age. Uh, better than Powell and whatever trash that the Clippers have, which is not much. 
I, I'm not you trading. You could probably get some picks. You could I'm not get trading James Harden. I'm sorry. That's that's not happening. If I'm if I'm uh, Maury, I'm not trading Harden to, to the Clippers for their trash. I'm, I'm not. They're trash. I, I don't I don't care what anyone says. They're trash. A, a, a non-playing Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are useless. It's that simple. I don't care how great Ty Lu became in the last five years. Apparently, every time I hear the name Ty Lu, I hear that he's the greatest thing that ever got created to basketball. I don't know where this stuff comes from. It's it's kind of like when 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 we've talked about how players all of a sudden become three and D players because they got traded to the Lakers. I'm sitting there going, "What the hell are you talking about? Like, where do these people manifest these things in their brains? Like, wake up! I'm not trading James Harden to the Clippers." Unless there's some kind of three-team trade where I can get something relevant, like a high draft pick, that I can guarantee a high draft pick, those are the type of things that I'm going to probably want to do. But then at the same time, what are you going to bring back? James Harden's better than anything that's out there. But Damian Lillard and James Harden is an awful fit. doesn't matter if it's an awful fit. First of all, it can't happen anyways. I mean, it can happen, but you'd be an idiot if you're Philly. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to give up? It's just not enough. So you wouldn't give up? Would you give up Maxi for Damian Lillard? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I would try well, to package. Let's say you did. I would try to maybe package maybe some kind of deal with the Clippers, Portland, and and Philly to to work something out that way. Well, that's possible. what ultimately it well, might need four. Actually, be. that might need four teams. Well, you probably Oklahoma City has to get it because Oklahoma City controls some the, of the. I don't see any is. benefit in Oklahoma yeah. City doing anything other than maybe trying to facilitate something to help a fellow GM. Well, or them themselves, but no, I'm just saying Oklahoma City controls some of the picks in this equation because you're asking for higher picks. So in order for Oklahoma I want City, high picks. Okay, I don't so, want some okay. just pick. But Oklahoma City has control because of the previous trades on some of the picks in question here. Well, then again, what does what difference does it make? Jackson Hayes was an eighth pick overall. He stinks. Well, so it's 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 you, 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 guys. This is a talent based business, and I'm not. I, I, you can sit there and tell me all about these assets and trade things. I'm like, at the end of the day, talent is talent. If I'm Philly, I try to figure out how to get Dame Lillard over there. If you can't, you tell James Harden to sit your ass down. Here's a couple other freaking here, – here's a couple bucks for your freaking whatever the hell you do outside the court. And let's go try to maybe win a series that's 3-2. Because you got a good coach now. You got a better coach. Make it happen. Stop being a bunch of quitting biatches and play basketball. Are you going to play with a better player other than Jokic than Embiid right now? No. I, I think uh, just play. I think, I think James Harden needs to uh, maybe everywhere you go. Maybe maybe um, uh, expand his knowledge base a little bit because his his boss just bought the Washington Commanders. The guy's got more money than God. Um, if he wants to uh, send James James Harden to uh, Serbia or Montenegro, or if he wants to send him to Madagascar, and you can collect your forty two million in Madagascar, and until we trade you, you're going to stay there. I guess you have to do what your employer says, right, Gerald? I mean, that's that's the whole point of an employee-employer contract. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And also here today, good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto. You can't get out of Toronto traffic unless he's not feeling well and disobeys Dr. Gerald Glassford's orders. It is the magic man, Sean Grice, who I hope feels better, first off. If you do puke, please puke the way of Joe and not me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm uh, solid, I, man. Oh, I'm can solid. I, can you puke, but can you puke on Joe anyways? Uh, I can't. No, I'm, I can't do the ring girl through the screen okay. and, and right. i and i you know i he is a wonderful friend and uh okay. i wouldn't i wouldn't do that actually i'd be a i'd be offended uh, i'd actually jump in front of vomit for joe if somebody was gonna vomit on joe i would actually jump in front of the vomit that's how good of a friend he is okay well noticing he's eating still eating the hawaiian rolls and cheese i just wanted to make sure that was correlated out there but <laughs> My friend, I am good to have you here. It's although for a snack pack, right? Yes. Yeah. Abs- well, actually, that was yesterday. Where is this NBA observations? Because we're going to be talking FIBA here a little bit. But I want to ma- ask you this, though. I will be observing you as your doctor here on mm-hmm. the Lakers Fast Break. So. Glassford does sound like a doctor. Absolutely. Well, my wife tells me I write like one with my signature. But speaking of well, what's his, going on. His, his, name, his name is actually Glassford. It was Ford as in. Like he's from Scandinavia. His people make glass. That's where glass for. I know. I go blind when I see his hair. <laughs> hey I man, my my. Uh, I gotta say though, like Joe, as 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 redheads age, they don't show gray hair, man. That's that's one of the beauty. Th- that's beauty. all I have is gray hair. Yeah, but it's different for redheads. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was like I thought t- Sean was saying. It's almost like you're never. You were never a redhead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I, I noticed that with head. Bill Walton. I, I see. I, I grew up listening to Bill Walton do co- uh, color, and he's always had gray hair. And when they say big red, when I was a, a kid, when I was like 12, 13, when I first started listening to him, I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Oh, his hair was like his hair neon was red. orange. Like neon orange. Like Yeah. And- yeah, I know, Adam, it's white. I know, it's gray, it's white, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's just, yeah. It was red until my mid-30s, and then that went downhill from there. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, along with Joe Soro and me. Don't Gerald go into Glassford. the light yet, Gerald. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> no, do I wish to, my friend. If my mom's still kicking at 90, I'm still kicking here at 54. But it was, is the Lakers fast break. I was speaking break. more about the poltergeist, but okay. Okay, well. <laughs> all right, we're seeing ghosts now indeed. But it is the Lakers fast and break. And aliens. 
and aliens absolutely according to what we're we've heard the past few days but magic man i do want to ask you this before we get into fiba i mean you you hear that the nba is cracking down on this i don't know how seriously you can take it because you know if you're the high price superstar and you're just not satisfied with the direction the team is going and you demand a trade you could just want to go and you can make a preference on where you want to go. It's just going to get out there anyways. I don't know how you can really crack down on it. It just seems really ridiculous to me what the, what the NBA did today, because you know, why you want to compliment on them on cracking down. It's just like, well, you could just go to the press and say something else. Yeah. You know something, Gerald? Exactly. Um, <clears throat> it, it's kind of a, it's, it's it's started a small issue and now it's grown from uh, a molehill into a literal mountain because you're right at, at this point in time there's no uh, there's no consequences for wanting a, a a change of work scenery in the NBA if you don't like where you are you can sulk and moan and complain and eventually uh, the team you're you're um, signed with. Uh, will uh, accommodate you. But I, I really think it's getting to the point now, Gerald, where te- teams and executives uh, especially need to kind of uh, put their toes into the ground and not ameliorate the idea that somehow because a player is dissatisfied with the current situation, well, we're just going to trade them because it's in that person's best interest. Well, you decided to play a sport. You entered into a draft. It wasn't your choice that we that we picked you, but we picked you. And if we decide to develop you, uh, you know, it's in our best interest if you want to leave, not yours. But uh, uh, too often, it's uh, it's really spun the other way, and that that somehow the players. Are, are the ones that have all the leverage now in the NBA. And really, if 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 you were gonna go down this road anyway, I would have I would have negotiate I would have tried to negotiate something in the CBA where it where it's okay, you've got your eight years of service in the NBA, but we don't want to give out no trade clauses. Look, we'll give you the data of every Every player who's ever had a no trade clause, and by the way, look that up. There's only ten. Uh, it started with David Robinson. Bradley Beal's the latest one. Yeah, he's but, the only one that could actually say, you know what, I can go here, and that's the only place I can go. He is the only one, really, Sean, that can dictate exactly where he wants to go. That's it, Gerald. He's the only one that technically has it in his contract that um, if you try and trade him. He has he has final authority on whether or not the trade is valid or whether it be uh, it be denied. Um, the now, fact there, that- now there are those trade kickers, which if a player likes to where they're going or being proposed to go, they can waive. Usually, it's a fifteen percent trade kicker. Yeah, yeah, and it that's that's a great idea. You want you want to be traded? That's fine. That's Your, kind of like a no trade clause, but it, it is. isn't a no trade clause. And it is. Yes, absolutely. And I was going to add on, instead of a no trade clause, just give us a list of teams you don't want to go to. Is it 7? Is it 12? Is it 15? Whatever. Give us a list of the teams you don't want to go to, 
and we'll try and negotiate with teams you're willing to play for. But instead, it's like you said, it's a stupid little game where there are Damian Lillard shouldn't really have, you know, French toast to say about where he goes, Gerald. But him and his agent are are phoning up other teams and basically saying, look, uh, you could trade for us, but uh, we're not probably going to stay here long term. He really only wants to go to South South Beach. So just slow your roll and back up. Can't have that. Can't have that. It's, it, it, it's not good optics. Uh, it's not good optics, but it also, I mean, you, Joe, you can, you can say where you would like to go. If you want to be traded, you should be able to say, you know what, this is my desired, for my client, this is where my desired team wants to go to. But that doesn't necessarily mean, and should not necessarily mean, that a, that a team in their best interest, working in their best interest, should want to go ahead and do that. If the, if the deal's not right, they should not be forced to have to go ahead and trade them there. I don't think that's even the issue anymore. It's how. How are you going to trade Damian Lillard to Miami without taking it in the rear? Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, they're not going to give you Bam Adebayo. They're not going to give you Jimmy Butler. What are you going to get? What am I going to get to help Scoot Henderson become the next Portland star? That's what you do if you're Joe Cronin. At least that's what I would do. And Miami doesn't have anything that they can give you. Miami will continue to contend in the Eastern Conference, which means their draft picks will always be low. So what is eight first-round draft picks going to do for you at that point? And with the way the NBA has been developing lately, a lot of, a lot of good players are coming out undrafted and second-round picks. So what, what, is that, what is that going to do? And has Portland been good at drafting guys in the – mid twenties and then the beginnings of the second, uh, second round. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I, I just don't see how that deal makes sense for Portland. Portland is not getting anything back. They need to get at least something that could be a second option for Scoot Henderson down the road. And who's going to give them that? If I'm Portland, I'm talking to, to the Celtics. Try, I, at least that's who I would talk to, see what's going on there. They're not going to do anything, but that's the kind of team I'd want to talk to. How can you get something there? Because imagine, I know this is not going to happen, but my first thoughts were Portland would be satisfied getting a Jalen Brown for a da- Damian Lillard. And if you're Boston, if you're Boston, you are getting a better player in Damian Lillard than Jalen Brown. I agree. So I, I don't know why this hasn't been discussed. These are the kind of trades that I believe should happen from now on with the way the salaries are structured. Otherwise, you're going to get these lopsided trades that continue to make the haves be the haves and the have-nots be the have-nots. If, you get, Dame, they're, well, they're, no, if you get Dame, it's for, it's for the next two seasons. Literally, that's uh, Hunter was bringing up. You know, she really wanted Lake, you know, Lakers to go ahead and be, you know, to go try for Dame. You get Dame, it's for the next couple seasons. Boston, if they get Dame, it's for the next couple seasons because not only that, you're you're signing Tatum to an extension for three hundred thirty-eight million dollars. Those contracts are not going to age well together, but within the next two years, they could really look really good. Yes, 
Yes, they would, Gerald. Um, that's that's. So first of all, if they made that trade, obviously they they probably wouldn't have be saving any money. So no. they'd likely still be in the second second tax apron. But I agree with you, gentlemen. It's easier to swallow that because I think they have uh, they're a much better team with Damian Lillard in that situation. Even if you move off Jalen Brown, like you'd instantly become the the uh, contender for the uh, Eastern Conference Championship. However, like you said, Gerald, it'd be it'd be a small window that you'd be looking for a huge return on investment. It really only. Well, that's be... why you're doing it. But that's mm-hmm. why you're doing it. And Joe mm-hmm. Joe said it right there. Right, because the next two seasons, Joe, who would you? Because you know, because you know, Jalen or or. Because you know, know, one one injury wrecks that whole plan, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's that's with all the NBA teams. Yeah, that's with any NBA. Yeah, I mean, Jokic goes down for Denver; they're done. Yeah, so no, it's it's all it's all with all these NBA teams. Go ahead, Joe. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt, Damian Lillard. Let's let's look at this season. Replace Jalen Brown with Dame Lillard. Boston beats Miami. Yeah. And I don't know if they would have beaten Denver, but they would have probably made it to the finals. And that's a difference, right? That's a big difference. They made it the year before. I get it. But it's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know how they can really fix this lopsided trade thing. I just don't know. Uh, I understand why Dave Mullard wants to go to Miami. It's his only shot at winning a title. If he goes anywhere else except for maybe Philly, he's not winning Jack. He's not winning anything. That's why he wants to go to Miami. And there's any any teams that are contending like Milwaukee, Boston, LA, Denver, they're not going to trade half their team for him. They don't need to. But he is coming off statistically his best season ever. Over 30 points a He'll game. Always, he, he, he's, he is going to play very well the next three, four season, barring any major injury, because he's a shooter. He's a shooter, and he doesn't – he's not a high flyer, even though he's extremely athletic. He is a shooter. He is Steph Curry. Steph Curry and him are going to be guys that play until their late 30s. Their game is perfect for that. And if you're going to get Damian Lillard on a, on a competitive championship team – and you've got a, another guy that's a star. You got you got another five years of, of of championship contention and possibly win. I may not say it that much. I'd say I'd say three. My window is three seasons. But yeah, that's I, I get your point. I get your point. But uh, something to think about again with the NBA issuing a memo to all the NBA teams about in regards to players demanding specifically where they want to go with involved in the agents and whatnot. But We'll see how the Damian Lillard saga drags on as with this new wrinkle provided by the NBA. Always share your thoughts with us right here at the Lakers Fast Break or Lakers Fast Break on social media. But before we head on out, Magic Man asked for today to be about FIBA and the World Cup that's coming up here later in August. And also as well, there's going to be games starting, I think, in a couple of weeks in regards to matchups, workouts, and things of that nature against other countries. So, Magic Man, uh, first off, for Lakers fans, let's go ahead and touch on this. There's a certain Laker in Austin Reeves that is actually part of the NBA version of the FIBA team. 
And I think that he, if he given the opportunity, could really utilize this as a step up, as a way to improve, as a way to work on his skills, as a way to overall be a better player for the Lakers come the next couple seasons. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Um, you know, l- looking at that roster, he's a uh, he's a shot to to play twenty twenty five minutes. Um, th- there's definitely uh, open competition for a couple of the the guard spots. Um, he's playing against um, you know very good competition. Um, yeah, you know, he I think he can learn a lot from this experience. And plus, Gerald. Um, one thing that I think uh, benefits uh, Rui and Austin is that because they were restricted free agents and because there, uh, there was some questions about whether or not they would return, what kind of uh, options they have on the open market, they both signed a deal with the Lakers and decided to play basketball throughout the whole summer, Gerald. They're not taking any time off really other than what they said the two weeks was between the um the exit interviews and when they both started uh training for uh the world cup that they're both coming into uh training camp with the lakers in incredible shape they're going to be the most two conditioned athletes on the lakers by far absolutely i i can't agree with you more on that so Hopefully we can see some progression on that. Joe, you know, with FIBA coming up, what are you looking forward to as the contribution Austin Reeves can give them? And what do you think that you hopefully will see him taking out of it that he can apply to the Lakers season going forward? Well, we saw Dennis Schroeder playing the Euro tournament last year before the season started. And he had a very good year. So it's a little bit of a primer for the season. I I actually do like that he is going to get uh, some conditioning here before training camp. So he he, Austin's going to come into the NBA season, barring any injuries, fully ready into training camp and ready for the regular season. So I'm very excited to see him play, seeing how he improved during the summer, and hopefully uh, having the United States win it all. There you go. I couldn't agree with you more, my friend, but we'll get into the teams now. Obviously, the USA team will leave for a little later as far as the roster, but Magic Man as a madman from Toronto, which is based in Canada, of course. Team Canada, I don't want to say for the first time, but Team Canada is starting to really look good as a basketball organization, as a basketball team, as a team that going forward may be on the cusp of some really good things in the Olympics, regardless of whether the USA team gets Joel Embiid or not, because in recent days, they've, there's been rumors that the US team USA has asked Joel Embiid to join their team. Your thoughts on this, my friend, I mean, with a loaded roster, and I'm just going to tell everybody out there in Can- on team Canada, as far as NBA players only, they have Jamal Murray, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, RJ Barrett, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kelly Olynyk, Dwight Powell, O'Shea Brissett, and Corey Joseph. That's some uh, pretty good veterans mixed in with a couple MVP candidates right there, my friend. Absolutely, Joe. I thought Kelly Olynyk was also on the on the roster, but yeah, uh, I mentioned him. 
Yeah, oh, I mentioned yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a really good Gerald, this will be uh Canada's like really like you said, first big opportunity to actually medal in FIBA. Because never... France has always gets the pub. France yeah. always gets the pub, and they're going to have players like Nilkina, Patum, Evan Fournier, and Rudy yes. Gobert on the roster. And of they're course, like, when it comes to the Olympics, they'll have on Victor Wembiyama. He's not going to play in the World Cup, but they will have Victor Wembiyama when it comes to or you know in the Olympics. But Team Canada should not be overlooked. For really the first time in quite a long time. Yeah, I I I think so as well. And obviously the key is going to be SGA, Gerald. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why the reason why they uh, they had like an okay draw, I I thought uh, was because he led them to an eleven and one record during the uh, the qualifying, and they had a differential of plus three hundred and fifty, which is uh, a, a differential uh, Canada didn't have in a combined, I think it was like 47, 48 games internationally before before SGA actually uh, did this in that 12 game stretch. So, like that, and honestly, Gerald, uh, the pipeline isn't very rich right now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So this is their best opportunity in the next four years if they don't. Uh, if they don't cash in uh, at the FIBA or Paris or uh, Qatar, um, there's not a lot in the pipeline. So I'm really excited about the team, man. But that group they drew, they, I think they have to finish first. They they mm-hmm. like the first game off the hop is uh, Canada versus France. They have to win that game. If they win, they don't have to draw Spain in uh, in the knockout round. And I don't like Spain's really good. Spain is really good. They're the number one team for a reason. So I think Canada has to win their group. They have to beat France. They have to beat Latvia. They have to beat Lebanon. Absolutely. But Joe, when it comes to what you're seeing with the U S team, again, these are not the best of the best in some cases, but there are players who could, play on the Olympic team with good showings here and obviously good NBA teams, uh, a good NBA season following that, because there are players I think that would make the Olympic roster and that can play, you know, can give you a contribution there. But let me just run this down for you as far as the team, Joe. Paulo Buncaro, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis, and of course, Austin Reeves. I think of the backcourt, I think there is nobody that stands up to us. But as you know, in the international game, it's a little bit different than the way they play in the NBA, Joe. Your roster, at best, there's maybe a couple in there that you could throw in as maybe a second tier. But third tier is pretty much what it is. So Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Triple J, yeah, those yeah. guys. Yeah, if, if you if you if you really looked at every player, none of those players. Maybe Paolo will one day be a. He could be a number two, let's say. Anthony Edwards has shown he could be something, but he just isn't consistent enough. Jalen Brunson, I know, has uh, has been showing up in in New York, but it's a little easier to show up in New York because you have no one else there. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is the reigning defensive player of the year, but usually defensive player of the year guys are not 
the the, the, the dominant one two guys uh, in a lot of ways. But the they, but the team USA, if they don't get Joel Embiid, will need some big guys. Yeah, if if this is the team they stick with, I mean, Walt, Walt Walker Kessler is the only true center on that team. Uh, whether they need a center or not is is debatable, but. This is a third-tier roster, a f- third- and fourth-tier roster. So they'll, they're going to need to build enough chemistry and have enough, I should say, pride in, in representing their country to taking the gold. This is not having Anthony Davis in his second season play. Like, I see no one on here that I feel will be a super superstar in the future, even. Mm. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Tell you. Tell me. What do you guys think? I mean, am I, am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong on this one. I don't. Ed, Edwards has, I think, the capability to go no. ahead and. No. No. He uh, would have done, done it by now. Okay. All right. Then there's also Halliburton. Halliburton Tyrese, Hall- Tyrese Halliburton is still young. Still, still young, but he's not a he's and, never um, he's, he's not a he's not a super superstar. None of these guys are super. They would have already shown mm, you that they were. Okay, Sean, you say differently. Uh well, I would just say you know, uh, I mean Halliburton's still very young. He's he's had less than a hundred games as a as a starting point guard. It's it's really too premature. I think to value where his uh, ceiling is, um, but and, and I agree with you, Gerald. I would think him and Anthony Edwards would probably be the two you would probably take out of the bunch. Outside of that, I mean, to be perfectly honest, based on his performance and the way that he plays, I I would slot Jalen Brunson as a as a top fifteen player in the NBA. He's um he's a firecracker. That's interesting. I'm not exactly. I would say to me, he's on he's on top twenty fringe, but I, I think that he just fits that mold for New York so well that he plays so well. I think a little bit above what his you know the expectations are for him, but I think he he matches that New York team so well that I think that's why he thrives there. Uh, I, if you want to say that he's got that next extra level and can become a top fifteen, or he is a top fifteen player, I don't know if I'd go that far as of yet, but. No, I I don't. I just I don't see it. I don't see. You don't see like a Kyrie Irving. Someone's just like whoa, or Steph Curry, whoa, uh, Jason Tatum, whoa. But but whoa, you know whoa. what? A, a a lot of a lot of guys took time off this tournament. Jokic isn't here, so the best player in the world isn't at this tournament. So, you know, a lot and most of guys- most are not not going to be on this one, and I get it. But there was always at least one or two. In the past, this so has... so Gerald, would you? I, I get what you're saying there. So, would you argue that Jalen Brunson is the best player in the NBA? Was in an All Star last year? Oh, that's a tough question. I'd have to see the list of snubs again. You know, he is certainly well, among, he's uh, well, playing the he was playing the best. I will say that. How about that? He was playing the best. On that team, they've maximized they maximized his abilities as an offensive player. Defensively, of course, we all know that's a, you know that's a something he's not as adept at. But offensively, running the team, 
getting the maximizing, getting every bit that you can. I think that New York last year did get everything that they could out of Jalen Brunson and were rewarded for it with a you know decent playoff push. Yeah, I well said. I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Joe, I can understand why Joe says he'd be apprehensive mm-hmm. because Anthony Edwards has yet to fill out his his potential 100%. But if he does take, if anybody in there, I think takes the next leap, it would be him. Tyrese Halliburton, you said it's 22. You know, Condor says Halliburton averaged 20 and 10 with 40% from three. The guy is legit. I think he is legit. I think he is going to be a star in this league. I think he's going to be a several time all-star in this league. But Joe says he's not going to be reaching that superstar level. And I can understand that because of what maybe the circumstances are at in Indiana. We'll see what happens there. But if he does make it to that level, then, you know, the, some of that, the team USA start has to lo- start looking down the road because LeBron James is not getting any younger. Anthony Davis, not getting any younger. Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, those guys are not getting any younger. So what is the next generation of team USA players going to look like? It, uh, Joe is correct. And those guys don't stand up. Those guys don't step up to become superstar players. The future may not be looking as bright for Team USA. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But the, the, the fact remains is that they're, you know, um, it, it's still the best uh, pipeline of mm-hmm. talent for mm-hmm. basketball in the world. Mm-hmm. Um you know, globally, it's catching up a little bit, Joe, but all the best players uh, who play basketball come from the United States of America, and that's going to be continued to be the case. Um, they may not uh, win every uh, gold medal <laughs> coming up, um, but the fact remains is that, you know, Spain just barely eclipsed them because they've just had an incredible last four years. So if, uh, if the USA wins uh, the FIBA tournament, they're back to being number one. And by the way, Gerald, it's, um, the United States kind of got caught a bit of a break with their draw because they're, they're in a significantly weaker group than say a Canada or an Australia is uh, the United States plays Greece they play uh, Jordan and they play New Zealand. Um, now Greece has a pretty good team, but uh, Jordan and uh, excuse, excuse me, yeah, um, you know those two countries uh, don't produce a, a lot of uh, uh, even European or um, Asia talent. So it, 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 I think the USA and Greece will will uh, advance from that group. Um, actually, Condor LeBron did not play in 2016. So 2012 was the no. last time he's. Yep. Yeah, That's 2012. It. Wow, 2012 was the last time he suited up for us in Team USA. And and I, I'd be I you know I, I I'm sure he'll play, but if so, something tells me Kevin Durant may not play in the Olympics next next year. I don't think LeBron will play. Joe, do you no, think LeBron, LeBron will play in the uh, – no, I don't think so. I think he's done. I think no, LeBron done. did his time. He did 4, 8, and 12. That's enough. Three three yeah. Olympics is, is – well, two Olympics is, is enough. Three – It's a lot of international competition. Yeah, especially you have when nothing you're... left for the season. Yeah, yeah there, there's, there's a, there is a difference between too much, and that's – especially LeBron. Jesus, the guy's got – if you factor in his playoff time, it's freaking 24 years in the league at least. 
<laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with Magic Man Sean Grice, who's gotten it out with us here, along with me, Gerald Glasser. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Anybody else out there, Sean, as far as that interests you, as far as FIBA contender? I know that uh, when he considers the number of players as far as NBA players on the team, uh, Serbia has uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic, Alexei Pokashevsky, Poku, Nikola Jovic, who's played very well in the Summer League, and Filip Petrusev. Then you also have, uh, actually, uh, Joe was commenting about this the other day, in regards to Kyle Anderson playing for China. And that one, uh, again, that's Kyle Anderson playing for China. You have, uh, as far as... He's, he's born in, he was born in New York, New York. Yes. The heart of the heart of New York City. Yes, uh, that again. I don't know how in relation to he's he's playing for Team China, but okay. Uh, also, you have as well, of course, Jordan Clarkson for the Philippines. Uh, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, Gerald. Uh, so I looked this up to uh, to uh, educate uh, all of us. So according to the FIBA rules, each country that qualifies. Uh, for their tournaments uh, are uh, applicable to apply for one citizen uh, as a naturalized citizen. So who do you think on China became a naturalized citizen? Quote, unquote. But the problem is um, for certain countries, right, when you become a naturalized citizen, you have to actually renounce the your citizenship from your, from your duel. Right. So yes, it's a little strange, but I mean that this, these are the rules in FIBA and FIFA and all these uh, other organizations. Australia has really no one that stands out as far as being a, a big time player. Uh, when it comes, Oh, go ahead, Sean. Yeah. But they're stacked, Gerald. They're stacked. They have uh, an, like, look at their, look at their defenders on their team. Well, they have Xavier Cooks, Dyson Daniels, Dante Exum, Josh Giddy, Josh Green, Green, Joe Ingles, Jock Lonsdale, Matisse Tybel, Patty Mills, and Jack White. But I think their offense would be suffering. That's the thing. Who's going to score the ball for them? Well, uh, Gerald, when they beat uh, when they beat Slovenia to win the bronze medal, Patty Mills had forty two points. So I mean, he can. Is he really... the same player though? He's. You know what, Gerald? He's 34 years old. And he's playing in FIBA. I think. It's he... a, yeah, international's different. You're right. You're right. Um, how many legends in Brazil and other places that we saw play until they were Oscar Schmidt, for instance? Yes. Play. Yeah. He played into his 40s and played effectively. So, yes, uh, need I digress on that? Uh, Finland has Laurie Markinen. Germany has Maxi Kleber, Dennis Schroeder, Daniel Tice, Franz Wagner, and Mo Wagner. Joe, uh, that's something a little bit interesting there, that uh, Team Germany could be a little bit under the radar out there. I wouldn't say that under the radar. There's good players that come out of Germany. Okay. And these guys are real Germans too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Yes, that's true. That That's very true. And uh, they are going to be playing. I think Duncan they, Shea. Duncan Shea, absolutely. But I say that also Japan has Yuta Watanabe and Rui Hashimura. Uh, who we discussed before. Go ahead, Sean. Ger yeah, Gerald, that's that's uh, considered the group of death in this tournament. It's uh, Australia, Germany, Finland, and Japan. Uh, I think it's a very competitive 
group. I don't it think is. that any of those teams should be considered for a, a gold medal, but I think that those four teams will be very competitive with each other. They should beat each other up pretty nicely. That's yeah, what I'm I think so as well. Um, uh, Mark saying asking for Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't think Ben Simmons he, is playing for Australia. He's not. He's not on that team. No. Yeah. No, they uh, they said uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I guess they said no, thank you, indeed. But and, and by the way, and by the way, Gerald, he spends his off seasons in LA, mm-hmm. not Sydney or Canberra. Well, most of the NBA players do that. They spend a a great, a surprising number of NBA players work out extensively in SoCal. But I know I've noticed a, uh, most, if not all, international players like going back home for the summer. Hmm. I just hear quite a few are, are work out in, in Los Angeles for an extended period of times because of uh, the number of individual trainers, high end trainers that are there. But that's just what I've heard as well. But when it comes to what you see with FIBA, Joe. Does it look like anybody's really going to put up a challenge against the uh, Team USA outside of Canada? Uh, third and fourth tier players, yeah, yeah. I, this is gonna gonna they're gonna need to play hard. They're gonna need to play smart. There's some talent in Canada. There's some talent in Germany. Uh, hey, Luca Luca Doncic is playing in this tournament, so don't overlook Slovenia, Gerald. They went. Uh, they almost made it to the uh, championship game in the uh, championship uh, gold medal game in the Olympics. Well, it's just going to be him and and everybody else that's been playing in the Euro League as far as on his team because it's when you're talking about the only player with NBA experience, it is going to be essentially him, you know, playing that. But then again, we've seen that in in international tournaments for him already. He is very comfortable with taking going one on five against the other team. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, no, no doubt about it. I mean, he was putting up, my God, uh, before I, before uh, I think uh, even Gerald was born, uh, he was putting up like Oscar Robert Robertson numbers from the Olympics, like thirty-five points a game, sixteen assists, eight boards. It's it's ridiculous what he could do, Gerald. But I, I think uh, it also needs to be stressed as well. A lot of these guys just they play with each other from youth basketball up, Rachel. So there's a continuity and familiarity they have, and again, that's why Gerald, the best, the best athletes, the best players in the NBA, uh, excuse me, in uh, from around the world play, play basketball come from the United States. Somehow, the United States finds a way in these tournaments, even if if Joe and and others uh, uh, rightly point out, you know, these are second and third tier players. Somehow they come together in a short period of time and uh, beat other teams that have been playing together for sometimes years, decades. We'll see what happens, my friend. But it is the 2023 World Cup. Again, Joe and I will be probably focusing in on Austin Reeves, how much time he gets and how much of a contribution he can make and how he can translate that to the Lakers going forward. That's obviously most important to us. Joe, I know it's not going to be of great super interest to you as far as the World Cup is concerned. Obviously, you're looking more towards what it might affect to the NBA, but any final thoughts before I turn over to Magic on FIBA before we head on out? Just bring home the gold. 
I'm always going to support the United States to win it all. Of course. And uh, as far as how this benefits the season, well, Austin gets a little taste of a, a title. Only going to get him in that mode of winning even more. Fair enough, indeed. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Sean, you wanted to go ahead and talk FIBA. We've talked FIBA. Again, I I find it very interesting to see what's going to happen again going to be evaluating the time that's spent for Austin Reeves and how he takes advantage of it. Any last thoughts on FIBA before we head on out? Yeah, Gerald, I mean, we, we you know, as Laker fans, we should be rooting for, uh, obviously, for Austin Reeves to have a really good tournament. And, you know, outside of uh, playing the USA, go USA. You know, I hope uh, Canada and the USA end up in the, the gold medal game. That'll be a great, uh, that would be a great watch. Um, if that's the case, we'll go ahead and, and do on a playback. Yes. Yeah, we will. Other than that, you know, I, I really hope that, uh, also Rui has a good tournament as well. So we're, we're hoping our, our players, uh, play really well, go deep as they possibly can, because I have a feeling those two are going to be coming in sharp as nails for training camp. And, uh, I'm, I'm very happy about that because, you know, Gerald, a lot's, a lot's been talked about as far as Rui's contract is concerned. And, uh, I think, uh, himself and his, uh, and, uh, his representation have done a real good job of keeping him distracted from all that, uh, all that, uh, scuttlebutt and, uh, a little, you know, conversations that don't really sh- or shouldn't affect him whatsoever. Two last questions are for you, Sean, as according to our audience, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break, because Joe's already answered his question from the audience out there on where he's off to this weekend. And Joe's answer was pool and drinks. A, where does Sean Grice, AKA Magiman, who I hope feels better. Where does he do hot yoga? Hmm. That's what that's what was asked in our chat. It was like, okay, where does Magic Man do hot yoga? It's either in my house or I go. I visit uh, uh, an instructor's house. Okay, all right. So housing when it comes to hot yoga. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And last question: Are you a big poutine fan? I am not. When I went to Canada recently, I did not enjoy my my batch of poutine. I've had poutine before here in Las Vegas, but I figured, oh, you got to try Canada Canadian poutine. Had what? Poutine. poutine. You don't know what poutine is? Oh my gosh! Go ahead, you've explain. Never, it, huh? You've never had French fr- French fries and gravy, Joe? No. Welcome don't make that. Poutine. Don't make that face. The last time somebody. Hey, hey. 
Don't make that face. The, the last time somebody was surprised that I didn't eat something was a guy that I knew that said, oh, you haven't eaten a fried donut. I'm like, a fried donut? Yeah, I've seen that. Fried donuts aren't good to me, no. Fried donuts. But poutine basically blue magic is a Canadian favorite. Uh, I, I, yeah, I will I will only cook on the show if if like me and Joe can be involved. He like uh Family Guy did something like that with uh Peter and Quagmire. So uh, that's the only way I would do it. Well, if, you know what? People have been asking for you to do cooking uh, episodes or like cooking mm-hmm. shorts and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see if we we'll see if we can do that. Okay. But basically, it involves French fries as a base, and then you want to put a little beef or a little bit of other things mm-hmm. like there, uh, green yes. onions, yes. and then it's topped off. We sometimes bacon, uh, and then uh, topped off with a gravy. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, I Joe, had it, have, well, I Joe, had it here in Vegas, and I, and I had yeah. it up in Vancouver, and I'm I'm okay. not a huge fan of it. I like my French fries ready to go. I don't even like the. The you know the the specialty order that you can get from In and Out or or sometimes I like bacon and ranch and bacon bits on it you know that can deal with that but or or carne asada fries but hmm, poutine was just like <laughs> yeah they don't they don't have poutine up in Catalina so they, what do you they, thought what are your thoughts are poutine my friend what, do you uh, like it it's all right like I I wouldn't order it if it was on a menu but it, you know if somebody had some and offered me some I'd, I'd eat it yeah it's it's but i'm with you gerald it's not my it's not my go-to or a, a favorite hey soro let me ask you a question you uh you ever eat chili cheese fries no you've never had chili cheese fries i've had them but i don't regularly eat them too heavy mm-hmm. when you had them did you like them wasn't bad it's just it, it, it's the same while, thing only with gravy. That's, yeah, that's after it. after a while, the it just it, it's too much. Like even even uh, chili on hot dogs, I had that a couple times, and I'm like, yeah, it's good, but it's just I, I eat a hot dog, and now I feel like I just usually when I eat a normal hot dog, I eat a hot dog, and it's yeah, not, no, 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 no. You, I I get it. Like you, you know, you're not gonna yeah. Joey Chestnut uh, hot dogs. Yeah, but it. I'd say my thing is lots of rice and meat and sauce. That's my thing. I love the combination of the rices and the sauces and, and, and meat. That's where I built probably my my size really growing up. Lifted says he wants to eat poutine while doing hot yoga. That's a mm. very dangerous combination. That Yeah, no, I would not recommend that. Not not the type of hot yoga we're talking about. The perfect burger. That's a good question, Southern Comfort. Joe, you're 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 more of a burger guy probably than I am. Your thoughts on the perfect burger? Perfect burger has to have bacon and jalapenos in it. Fresh jalapenos. I'll take the bacon, absolutely. And then lots of pickles for me. And then I, I know this is gonna sound weird, but I actually like hamburgers without the bread. Really? It's not weird at all. Because you taste the meat better, and you don't feel full. I don't like feeling too full, and usually uh, bread will make you feel full. And I love bread. Don't get me wrong; I love like fresh baguette. I'll I'll, I'll definitely eat that. Um, 
I still say, guys, if, if you guys want the perfect food that's not the homemade stuff that I grew up with, the the uh, those tacos at TJ Oysters in, in Chula Vista down in San Diego, still the greatest food I've ever eaten that's not homemade. I'm telling you right now, man, when I get more resources, I'm, I'm putting a I'm getting a franchise of that place. They, it is the greatest ta- it is the greatest Mexican food taco ever. It's just it's out of out of this world whatever they do with that thing. I'd probably still, eat it. I'd probably eat it twice a week if it was here. I still say Lucha Libre if you're in San Diego, a great place to go for burritos there. Their California burritos are a tremendous do. there. And then also as well, Roberto's Taco Shops for either carne asada burritos or they're awesome breakfast burritos. And by the way, high octane. That I had the burrito with that same smoked tuna with the taco thing, and it's good too. I just like the crispiness of the. It just adds even a, a, a bigger taste. And I used to. I can't. I, I'm not a big fan of corn tortillas, but for some reason, this corn tortilla is cooked in, a, in this crisp feeling with that smoked tuna, and it is freaking dynamite. Crunchy tacos are the best. Yeah, it is really, really good. They really absolutely knocked that that one out of the park. I'd when say the, say the softer, one softer, crunchy. I over over, over the last five years, I've really, really been almost addicted to uh, crab boil. But it's got to be, it's got to be some, it's got to be specific to a certain place. Uh, there's been some places I've gone to that just did not do a good job. Uh, my favorite one right now is a place called Kickin' Crab. Their boil is really, really good. Their sauce, their cocktail sauce is even good. It's good food. And seafood tends to not make me feel full. And it slows my eating, especially crab. Because sometimes I can sometimes I can be an anaconda and just so funny that you say that because I I was watching clips on YouTube from Anaconda, the old one from nineteen ninety nine, and just uh yeah, so funny. That the movie is just so the 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 effects on that movie have not aged well at all. John Voight was absolutely hilarious in that movie. With, with that terrible accent of his he, and, and that ending of his and how he died. Yeah, it's it's hilarious that he purposely acted bad because he knew it would be funny. Well, look who's here. Good man indeed. You knew we couldn't end the weekend out with a good friend indeed. It is Laker Nick. Laker Nick, thanks for joining us, my friend. We were talking FIBA, but also what's going on in the NBA with Damian Lillard and that situation going on. You tell us, my friend, what are your thoughts on on out there? Share us. What, yeah, what brings you to our not side of the neighborhood? Yeah, I, I noticed that I was listening for the past uh, 10 minutes or so. I noticed that uh, you guys were wrapping up. Um, yeah, no, I just thought I'd say a hi, and I wanted to ask management to give us a very detailed explanation of his hot yoga workout. And I'm just, I'm just kidding, Magic Man. I know <laughs> I'm just putting you on the spot a little bit, but no, um, I think um, the conversation has been great so far, uh, Gerald. I just wanted to, you know, um, extend my uh, my congratulations on how the channel has grown, and I've been. Uh, watching over the past couple weeks and uh, it's been good to see people pitch in and um you know contribute well it's because of great people like yourself that's allowed us to grow uh but my thoughts my friend on this before you head on out you can't we cannot let you go without your thoughts 
on some great burritos or tacos. Uh, we've been talking tacos and burritos the past few minutes. And then poutine. Do you like poutine? Sean, uh, you know what poutine is? I'm not a big fan of it. And, of course, Sean is Mr. Canada, so he can't say anything bad about poutine. Yeah, I haven't had uh, too many experiences with poutine. Um, I have had it uh, a couple times. Um, I think it's okay. It's definitely on the heavier side. So it probably wouldn't be my first choice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big guy on like cheese. Um, that might be controversial, but um, yeah, I think that's probably the knock on it, you know? Oh yeah, because you have to add cheese. That's right after the gluten. Yeah, yeah. The, what is what is it like? Cheese? Uh, maybe Magic Band knows better. It's like cheese curds or something like that. Mm, yeah, right. yes, yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Cheese curds in there. Yeah, so um, it, it's a it's a different type of uh like flavor, but um, I mean it's fine. I think it's worth a try, but it is gonna, you know, send you into a nap, like very shortly. <laughs> so best burrito that you've had then. Speaking of something that you do know, because you heard Joe's thoughts, you've heard my thoughts as far as our preferences. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, you know, if you could go for something that's fresh and classic, you know, you can't go wrong. Something with like some uh, like, uh, you know, just like your basic carne asada burrito with like, you know, your 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 salsa, your rice, you know, making sure that everything's fresh. Freshness is key. I think uh, a lot of places uh probably fall short on that but um as long as it's fresh um you know it, it goes a long way okay all right uh, any preferences do you have one particular spot that you know you can get it fresh the way you like it uh you know i, I mean since i've been you know uh <clears throat> traveling back and forth uh, i haven't really settled on the spot but i am aiming to uh, check out that one uh, breakfast burrito spot, Gerald, that you've been mentioning in in Vegas, right? Um, oh, they're Roberto's. all over. Yeah, yeah. Roberto's Taco Shop. I think they have ones in California as well, but they are there's like thir- twenty to thirty here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you mentioned the bacon one. I think is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. I say easy on the cheese for me because they'll load it up with cheese, but it's uh, eggs, potatoes, bacon. Uh, you can ask for it with or without salsa. Mm-hmm. Inside, not out on top. Yeah, I just have okay. a prize. About it's about ten bucks, a little bit on the pricier side, but it's well worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, hot yoga workout fuel, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, and Gerald, I wanted to mention one thing on the basketball side. Uh, I mm-hmm. do agree with you that I think uh, Ty- Tyrese uh, Halliburton is going to be a star. I'm not sure if he's going to be a superstar. But the guy is definitely producing. Um, I think I saw someone comment, you know, 20 and 10, uh, 40% from three. Um, you know, that those are just like great numbers for a 23-year-old. I think so. I mean, there was, Indiana's put a lot of faith into him, Nick. $260 million extension, if, if memory serves. That's a lot of faith in one individual that they want him to grow and expand into the player they think he's going to be. Yeah, and I still think that, I mean, I might be an outlier here, but I think that Sacramento making that trade with Sabonis and uh, Halliburton, I, I wouldn't have done that trade. Let me ask that. So well, before we head on, let's ask that, because now we've had a chance to revisit it for a little while, Nick. Then, Sean, and I'm going to ask Joe the same thing. What are your thoughts on that as far as that trade? Now that you look about a year, two years, I mean, obviously it got – Sacramento to the playoffs for the first time in 16 seasons, but are they going to end up regretting that trade after all? Yes, they will. He also, he also renegotiated his contract, Gerald, because 
Sacramento had some had moves to make, and uh, it was just kind of a strange uh, contract um, renegotiation, if you ask me, and if you ask other people as well. Uh, but yes, I think they ultimately they will because I, I think ultimately Rob Peter to pay Paul down the road, uh, you you sacrificed a, a lot of long term stability for some short term gains. I think um, I think Halliburton's going to end up being a multiple All Star. I think he's going to. If he stays healthy, he's perennially a top five uh, um, MVP candidate at at his peak, especially when he's going for 2010, shooting 40% from beyond the arc. Um, Look, Bruce Brown had a decision to make, Gerald, right? He's a free agent. He left the team with the with the number, the person who made the most passes in the NBA, and he went to the team with the player who had the second most passes in the NBA. Halliburton had the second most passes in the NBA, and he missed a significant chunk of the second half of the season drill. If he had played about 65 to 70 games, he would have lapped Nikola Jokic as far as uh, passes uh, per game. So I think I think people are are – Kind of, uh, kind of underestimating his his roof here. So okay, because Sacramento's all in after giving him that extension. So uh, I stayed all still. I, I would have kept Halliburton personally, but mm-hmm. that's just my deal. Joe, uh, please weigh in on this, my friend, because you are not as high in Halliburton becoming a star that we talked about here in our our FIBA discussions. Your thoughts, looking back now, a year plus on that trade. He's going to be a better player than Sabonis, uh, but I don't. I just don't see how we've discussed this with guys that are coming to the Lakers. You know, guys that become this delusional player in a lot of people's minds that they're going to be certain things that they haven't shown. Uh, he's he's going to be a very good player, but he's not a superstar. I don't think he ever will be. He'll be good. Yes, 20 and 10 are nice. But stats these days don't really tell you everything. If you don't believe me, you can just look at Russell Westbrook's career. Uh, stats are just not enough. I don't see, you know, if I if I was to believe that his guy was the second coming, I would say, okay, well, why couldn't he get Indiana in the playoffs this year then, doing 20 and 10? And the fact that he's played, what has it been? I played 56 games this year. He played. 77 last year, 77 the year before, 58 the year before. Okay, so he's 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 he plays, but I don't know. I don't I don't the eye test doesn't do it for me. Very good player, but that's about it. Not gonna be one of those guys that wills the team to a Eastern Conference Finals where you didn't expect it. I think the gear, by the way, like I said, probably going to – what, training camp did you say, Joe? Well, you said it, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where? When did yeah, you – Gerald, Gerald, well, Gerald wants to bring out the the, the gear for training camp. And yeah. more people will be ready then to get into it. Yes, yes. So we'll have the gear ready for training camp. Process is done. 
I already know what I'm going to be making and I already know what it's going to look like. You guys will have a chance to choose by going to a specific website to, to order your sizes and whichever, uh, you know, short sleeve hoodies or, or a hat, obviously hats, hoodies in general. If you guys want to start getting shorts and all that stuff, let me know and I'll, I'll start planning that as well. But short sleeve, short sleeve shirts with hoodies, hoodies, hats, 100%, and then, of course, T-shirt. Condor says he wants a Magic Man shirt and another with Joe screaming. Or maybe actually calling out somebody's wife for divorce, I think. That's probably... That would be pretty fun. Yes. But I got to uh, see the wife. Yes. <laughs> Nick, before we head on out, I'm going to have a conversation with Laker Tom tomorrow on Lakerholic Spotlight. Again, I, I'm assuming because he's he said he wants to do it around 1 p.m. tomorrow. So uh, any thoughts on what I should be talking about? I'm sure Christian Wood, for the 950th time on the 950th podcast, I'm sure we'll be bringing that issue up. Laker Nick, you still there? Yeah, can you hear me? Can we, can we yes. hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Gerald. Um, yeah, I think one of the things to bring up with Tom is um, so aside from whether the Vando and uh, Chris Wood um, swap makes sense, um, I think most Laker fans think it doesn't. But it also presupposes that Darvin Ham would want or likes to play two bigs, and what we've seen, uh, what. Darvin Ham's record has shown us um, over the past year since he's been the Lakers head coach is that he doesn't like playing AD in any other position than the center position. Um, and if he does play him at the four, it's um, either out of uh, just pure necessity or, you know, he just doesn't have any other options. So um, even if Christian Wood does join the Lakers, in other words, there is no guarantee that AD will be moved to the four. And that's just something to keep in mind. There you go. Absolutely. I'll bring that up and hear his thoughts on that. Uh, it is going to be Lakerholic Spotlight. Great suggestions right there, Laker Nick. So I hope you and everybody else get a chance to talk uh, or watch the actual show tomorrow because uh, I guess I'm subbing in for Jamie. Joe and uh, Sean, I mean, you know, as we do behind the scenes, we always love to stir up the drama. Uh, anything I can talk to, to Tom about for tomorrow on the way out? Yeah, could be in a baby and show up. He's going to show up tomorrow, he says. So, Yeah, well, keep it going. Okay. Keep, right. keep this stuff going. Stop going back into your hut because you don't hear what you want to hear. All right. Sean, Tom, if you're watching, I just told you this is on tape. This isn't. I'm not, we're not hiding. Stop. <laughs> stop taking everything to heart. This is getting ridiculous now. I I had to have this discussion with with one of my other friends. Every time somebody calls somebody out, all of a sudden they don't answer their phone anymore, like a bunch of witches. I'm stop, like, Dude, stop being in your feelings. Grown grown ass men turning into Ben Simmons non-stop everywhere we go what is this and i bet you half these guys during conversations with their boys are like what happened to the real men well you need to look in the mirror who Just can really go through who can really talk the talk and handle the walk someone who says oh i'm i'm, I'm this oh really 
can he can he handle three or four people talking smack on you? I'm telling you guys right now, I've seen guys wilt. I mean, like wet one ply toilet paper once they get handled. And these these a holes have been smacking nonstop before that, right? But as soon as it gets on them, it's I'm not talking to you anymore. I lose my email. Lose my phone. Come on, dude. Don't be, be in your be in your feelings when it's your children or you know something happens to someone health wise. Yeah, of course. You know, you see a movie that touches you. It's okay, guys. We're you know we're human beings. We can have a couple tears come down. But if you're gonna turn into a, a tampon because somebody starts talking smack, come on. Well, I will have on Tom tomorrow. Hopefully by that time as well, Joe will be adding on to the site as far as for your orders. I don't go easy on mails. I I don't go easy on the mails. Because this is the reason why a lot of the stuff that's going on right now is going on. You know, we talk about people not being treated correctly, especially women. And my question is, where the hell is your husband, boyfriend, brother? Uncle, where are the men? That crap wouldn't happen around me. My sister never got messed with. My wife doesn't get messed with. My daughters don't get messed with. Why? Why? Am I just lucky? Am I just lucky after all these years being with, with my wife that no one has ever approached or done anything weird? I'm just asking. By the way, I'm just asking, are you going to add in a shirt with Joe doing hot yoga as far as on the list for LFB? I heard that's very healthy, by the way. It is. I, I do I do, do hot it is. spin. I do hot spin. Okay. I'm just We're asking. dark room, which is great. Crowd, our audience is asking. That's why I'm asking. Abs- no, I'll tell you right now. My, my hot yoga is spin. Spin. I, I just started it a couple of weeks ago. I had to take this week off because I was in Detroit and I had a lot of, uh, it's 100 degrees over here and I've had a shipment of stuff that came into my warehouse, so I've been having to deal with that. But I am going to go back into my five to six day a week spin because I, I, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. It's you're, you're sweating probably seven pounds for 45 minutes. It's dark and you got sometimes really good music and a crazy woman on, on, on spin trying to motivate people. It's great. Okay, fair enough it is. So your next Lakers Fast Break shirt out there may be Joe doing spin. Hey, whatever you guys want. You know, Magic Man guys... Hot Yoga, Joe Spin. How about that? <clears throat> whatever, Whatever is great. Again, the, I, I thought that was a good idea, that uh, Screaming Joe face. I think I might have to draw that up and, and have it available. Sky Dweller, if there's money in it, I'll say maybe that's the case. You maybe Because we know Gerald is all about the money. Yoga. Well, if it's gonna, you're gonna have to pay right, me to guys? do hot yoga. It's always about the money. You're gonna with have Gerald. to pay me to do. You're gonna have you know to pay why it's always about yoga. the money? It's usually all about the money when people don't have it. Uh, I'm not saying whether I do or not. That's my no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm my bringing time. it. I'm bringing it now. I'm not one that flaunts my. I'm not one that flaunts my hundreds like you do. What? I'm not one that flaunts my hundreds like you. Like your thousands, your millions of dollars. I'm trying to motivate you. Whatever. You want some of this? And I didn't flaunt it. <laughs> I didn't flaunt it. That would have been too. You want close. some of this? 
That would have been too convenient if I was flawed today. <laughs> you, you said something. Tomorrow. You want some of this? <laughs> <laughs> you said something, and I just happened to have a stack right next to me. Just happened to. Okay. Well, I mean, I have All a stack right. right now, but I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to brag. <laughs> Let me see how I do with the hot Joe, 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 needs, Joe, needs to, Joe needs to get his money counter just like <laughs> blow it up and, against, and here's the, against the webcam. Here's the beauty of this. Here's the beauty of this. Because I don't show it off like I do when it's you, because I have a reason why I'm doing it, because it's you. People think I don't have any money. It's beautiful. It's like a double like win for me. Everyone thinks I'm full of crap because I've had the same truck. Although it's clean, it still looks good. I've had the same truck since 2015. And I don't like car payments, truck payments. I don't like my money going anywhere where it doesn't make money. Does that make sense? I like my money moving. So when you don't have a big bank account, people tend to go, oh, well, how much money do you have? I'm like, well, bank account? What's, what's the money going to do with the bank account? Earn- you know what? Point zero zero one percent every three months. Come on, and I'm in a cash business in a lot of ways because people like turf for their dogs, and they'll drop just like literally five minutes before I got on the show. I have one of my regulars who needed a, a piece, and she's like, "Joe, I'm gonna come by. You always help me and deliver. I'm gonna come pick it up and lessen your your work." And I'm like, "I appreciate that, Susan. I really do." And uh, I'll get you a better deal on the next one, too. Oh, it's a great, it's a great life. It's a great life. Okay, I got to admit it. All right, everyone, though, it has been great. Laker Nick, thanks so much for stopping by. Joe and Sean. Sean, please get some rest. I know you're not uh, 100%, so please get some rest. Do some hot yoga, whatever you need to do to feel better, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, do your spin. Sit you know, spin. I got I got sick once, and uh, it was a waste of my time, I got to admit. <laughs> Absolute waste of wow. my time. Okay. All right. Indeed. I, but to, I, I, I just had to say, look, I can't do this anymore. And I just got up and started doing stuff. The only problem is you can't be around people, which actually is a good thing. Uh, so Devo- Devotion says, uh, he, you know, Joe scares <laughs> me. I feel like he's hit. Oh, no. Devotion, I've never done anything like that. I, I, I'm a fairly, I'm, I'm a fairly, I, a lot of I people- know. I, I'm sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll finish and then let you finish, Sean. The I don't like problems. Okay, and I've been fortunate, fortunate to know I where like not. Problems. I don't <laughs> like problems. I knew. I knew you were going to say that. That that's from Blow, by the way. I don't like problems. Therefore, I've been very, very good at staying away from problems because I know where I don't belong. Meaning, and it, it, it's it, it's in all facets. I know what business not to be in. I know what, because I had I had broker type people hit me up back in the day, guys that wanted me to stock market type stuff, and I'm like, mm, that world is has got too many yahoos in it. Uh, I need something a little bit more, you know, honest to say. Uh, who you marry, who you associate yourself with, those things are so key in your life. Don't be around people that are going to ignite the bad side. Because I have a bad side. It's it's inherently in me. And I know what it is. But I've been able to control it almost my entire life. And I haven't been arrested. I don't hang around undesirables. I don't hang around any gangsters. Gangsters, it's a, it's a, it's romanticized a lot. But gangsters live a very, very bad life. I do know of some 
and they don't live a good life. And I know even guys that are PIs that live a miserable life because they can't get out of their own head. So it's, it's, I live a very, very calm life. I come home. I don't got to look over my shoulder. And again, I get to enjoy talking to good people here and looking forward to talking to even more people down the road. Because Simblades, according to our audience, provides more services than just her. Yeah, I can do fencing. I can do concrete curbing. I can do concrete. I don't think that's what they meant. <laughs> curb, curb stomping and... You know, we're 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 full. Go fledged. ahead, Nick. No, I'm just I'm just laughing because you know the comments have been fantastic and just hearing. Uh, I mean, you know, the, on this, yeah. they're serving it right. I mean, this is probably one of the best uh, questionnaires I think we've had in a while. Uh, so you guys are just you guys are just serving those fastballs and we're hitting them out. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you watching this. It's the best Lakers chat room that's out there. It is the Lakers fast break. Sean, please get some rest over the weekend. Feel better because on Monday we're going to start discussing Anthony Davis and the extension and how important. Or do we think that Anthony Davis should remain a Laker? I mean, there's last year we talked about it. Well, hold on, our thoughts for next week. We talked about it last season as far as this being a critical season last season for Anthony Davis. Did he fulfill the up, uh, obligations? And do we think going forward he should be or remain on the team? So we'll talk about that and discuss that because again the anticipation for Anthony Davis being extended. We'll be, we'll begin that discussion next week, but of course on Saturday, 1 PM Pacific time, Laker Tom is going to return. So deep purple, Jamie is not going to be here. He's going to be on the road to Arizona. I will uh, go ahead and talk to Laker Tom. I do not wish to get in an argument like we've always had did in the past, but I wish it. No, I know you wish it. Yeah, I know you wish it, but you know he won't probably come back on if he has an argument with me again. So we, we uh, love drama, Gerald. Remember, we want yeah, we, we want drama. entertainment, <laughs> entertainment, just so that those who don't understand what we're talking about, when you read what we read on LakersHolics.com, that is entertainment. Look, we're still talking about it two weeks later. That was yeah. funny because Jamie did not hold back. Oh, Jamie I will bring that up. Drop the hammer on Laker Tom. And Laker Tom came out of his shell to throw back the venom. And that's fun. And it was genuine. It wasn't this Stephen A. Smith arguing with Holly Quim or whatever her name is, whatever the hell her name is. Kieran. Yeah, whatever. You know, just like kind of, you can tell it's kind of made up. This was like a history response where he's tired of listening to Jamie talk the truth, which is this guy sucks, right? We were talking about Christian Wood. I didn't think we were going to bring his name up again. He does stink. I know Kurt, Kurt Affair would not like us to do that, but yeah, it has to be discussed. We need that sound. Can you pull that sound up for Kurt Affair? What's that? The Remember in the 90s? The... Oh, Current Affair. Get it. Yes. See? Yeah. Back when O'Reilly was hosting it, right? Oh yeah, but there's that famous sound bite of him, you know, when it was supposed to be off. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that because the first thing I have had in my mind is, why did anybody come out of nowhere? What the hell's wrong with you? Relax. It's just no one's here. Like it, it doesn't. Jesus Christ, it's not that big of a deal. Every every time I think I'm crazy, I, I see something like that. I'm like, I've never done that. You know, I. I grew up in a, 
cocaine's a hell of a drug. I mean, seriously, right? I I'm I I can get angry, bad, bad, as good as anybody. But in my life, I've never done anything like that. I've had friends that have had fist fights with their dad. I never even thought of having a fight with my dad, God rest his soul. And my dad was crazy too. Like we never that that thought never came to my mind. Yeah, well, what a shock. It's, 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 I told you it's in apple doesn't far. Is, are you saying that the apple didn't fall far from the tree? It didn't. The only difference is I, I'm, 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 my dad always said, you're, you're educated in this country and you learn from my mistakes, which is very true. This is true. Uh, mistakes that the doesn't mistakes sound that, so crazy to me. Well, the mistakes that foreigner foreigners make typically is they can't, uh, their pride tends to get in the way of logic a lot. Pride cannot get in front of logic. Nothing can get in front of logic, actually. It's important that you don't do that uh, because then it, you you scale back. You don't ever progress. Devotion says Joe's dad was a hothead and those precious genes were passed down to him. Somebody went there. I but it does. But here's the thing. Here's the difference, though. I don't know what happened uh, somewhere in the in the in the pool. My dad was five foot seven, about a buck eighty. I'm six foot three, two hundred and eighty pounds. I I don't know where it came from. I, I have tall uncles. My mom was relatively tall, but no one had the width in my family, and they still don't. No one has my width. I, I stand like a curtain next to my family, and I don't really notice it until I see pictures. <laughs> So it must have been, my uncle always said, you know, I used to drink a lot of milk growing up because he's still drinking two gallons of milk a day. <laughs> milk does the body good. Was that the uh, commercial? So, yeah. yeah, but it's, uh, it was, look, growing up was great, even the craziness. Uh, and, you know, again, uh, the, the, the anger, it, it, the drama, you know, there's a reason why these, uh, desperate skank wives of whatever the city they're in. That's why they're popular. And, and, uh, you know, and, and you know something, well, it, while we're on just, the subject, don't ever, don't you ever dismissively, pejoratively talk about that stuff without a minute. You've watched some of that bull plop too. I, I can honestly tell you other than, Maybe 20 years ago when the Kardashians started doing stuff, there were a couple episodes I watched. But after that, I have honestly can honestly say I just don't watch that stuff. It's it's worse than bad. It's not even Jerry Springer. Oh, I, I, I agree. I agree. But you're a man, and so am I. And men have to compromise. That's That's part of a good relationship. That men have to have with women too, Joe. You got to be able to cooperate. Uh, not when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff, because it's just small crap. No, uh, luckily my wife doesn't watch that crap, so I don't have to compromise anything. Plus, uh, I don't live in a well. Household. Yeah, yeah, admit, yeah, admit it, 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 that you watched it a little bit. Well, look, look let, me, let me let me make this clear. I'm not one of those guys that sleeps the same time my wife sleeps. I don't know mm-hmm. what that's about. I sleep when the hell I want to sleep and my wife doesn't care. Okay. She's got better things to think about and do. And I don't watch shows with my wife at like eight o'clock on a Sunday, like that kind of crap. But look, if we're hanging around and Hey, you want to watch the walking dead? Yeah, sure. Let's go. You don't watch it. 
You want to go to the movies on Sunday? Yeah, let's go. You know, none of this. We discussed that we were going to go mm-hmm. out and watch Barbie. I'll go watch Barbie, but I'm not going to be all like scheduled with it. Oh, yeah, man. I've had, boy, that's a discussion on its own. That's a discussion on its own. That whole uh, husband wife dynamic, I can teach you guys all how to, how that works. And my sh is awesome. Yeah. Really good. You notice Nick and I didn't even say a word. But once again, it's the well, Lakers. Well, Nick is a, look, Nick is a counselor. Nick is good at not talking and listening so that when he's ready to pounce, he's ready. That's right, Nick? Right, Joe. That's right. I mean, come on, That's man. Right. I, my, my buddy Kevin, he's a, he, you want to talk about psychopaths? He's a psychopath. Lawyer. Freaking. Yesterday, I had an hour discussion with him about restraining orders and concrete that's busting pipes and how he's got to talk to insurance companies and how the landlords and the owners of businesses are like calling him and saying i'm just like man only only crazy people can deal with that every day (laughs) true true (laughs) once again it is the lakers boy did we veer off this didn't we yes we did tears of joy said gerald's the biggest psychopath on the lfb don't be fooled just kidding Okay, that's uh, hopefully not the case. That'd be something I didn't know. I would say, I would say, I I think I I honestly think Gerald could have been a a character in Twisted Metal. I I do. We we say the word psychopath to again to romanticize the crazy. The video game is good, but but there is there is getting decent reviews. There there is a sociopathic tendency every now and then that kind of veers in. It's more that than anything else. I wish Samoa Joe had uh, actually voiced the character, but that's just my preference. Yeah, I, I agree. Everybody wants, you know, Will because uh, he's just, you know, has such a great voice. And there you go. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Hassan, Tears, of course, Blue, Heavy Duty, Devotion, Through the Wire, Dre, Deep Purple, All Intel Wild, of course, Henry, Pl- Problem Child. The list goes on and on. Truly appreciate you joining us for today's show. Had a chance to go ahead and chill with you on a Friday evening. Problem Child says, yep, absolutely great indeed. Samir says, have you guys seen the LED courts they're using at the FIBA tournaments? I heard about it, but I've not mm-hmm. seen it. Sean, have you? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 at first, it might look a little a little strange to, to somebody, but they, they look good to me, Gerald. I, okay. I like them. I'll take your word for it, and I'm sure we'll see it very soon. Uh, of course, again, FIBA rolls out the World Cup in August, so definitely looking forward to seeing that. And I told Sean that if Canada and U.S. play for the gold medal, we'll go ahead and have a playback on it as we go back and forth uh, between countries and see what happens there. But looking forward to seeing what Austin Reeves can do to contribute to Team USA and how he can parlay that into a good season with the Lakers indeed. But Tomorrow, like I said, Laker Tom, Lakerholic Spotlight. I invite each and every one of you, and I'll actually just throw it out, hopefully, to you guys, if you guys can stop on by Saturday 1. Looking forward to that. Deep Purple says, great cast in the LFB. Hoping I can get Laker Nick or Sean or Joe on with me tomorrow for Laker Tom. Maybe he'll he'll like that. We'll see. Well, actually, no, wait, no. He'll, he, maybe, he likes it when he can talk a lot, so you always got to give him room to talk, so we'll see, but... Uh, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Lakerholic Spotlights tomorrow. 
Magic Man, if you do want to go ahead and chat or find some time this weekend, if you feel better. Otherwise, Dr. Gerald says get some rest, please. Lakers weekend will be tomorrow with Lakerholic Spotlight. Hopefully that Sean can come back strong on Monday. Joe can come back as Joe on Monday. Nick can come back as Nick on Monday. Well, me, I might be doing some hot yoga by Monday. So we'll see. While, while Sean has some poutine indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Big fight tomorrow. Oh, no, I don't want to fight. But I might provide some drama and let him go from there. We'll see what happens tomorrow on Lakerholic Spotlight right here on the Lakers fast break.